experience the presence of God, the outpouring of His splendor, spirit, and supernatural glory. God is about to do a new thing in this season of Open Heavens. 70 days dedicated to fasting and prayer. Host, God's servant, Nanaseyo Pokusakodir. Theme, I am about to do a new thing. Venue, Plot 16, Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram. Is it possible to fast for 70 days and after that be disappointed? Is it also possible to fast for 70 days and the thing you were expecting didn't come to pass? I'm glad the way you are quiet about this one. It is possible. And even the first one, you say no. It is possible to be disappointed. So first one, you got it wrong. It is possible to finish fasting and be disappointed. It is possible to fast and not get it the way you want it. I'm going to start showing the, the things that can lead to those possibilities. Because, number one, hmm, there is something I have known over the years, and that is a lot of Christians in our generation don't understand that one. When you are dealing with God, you have to lock it in your mind that God is always right. Lock it in your mind. That God is always what? Right. That means that when there is a problem, God cannot be blamed. It means that if I pray and the answer doesn't come, I can't blame God for not answering my prayer. If God is always right, then the fault can come from me. So we, let's solve the problem. I have done everything and I have done all the things I have done. Uh, if you can answer your prayer, then you can pray to God. Are you getting it? Amen. So there's a possibility. Because it's not every prayer in the Bible that God answered. If you read through the Bible, there's some prayer God didn't answer them. I can give you some example. There was one prophet, major prophet called Elijah. One day he prayed that he should die. He was being pursued by Jezebel. And he prayed that, I am not the only one. I am not more important than my fathers. I want to die. Kill me. Thank God. God didn't answer the prayer. Because God didn't kill him. In God's plan, he was, he was not even supposed to taste death. But he prayed that he should die. If God answered Elijah's prayer, then Elijah should have fallen down and died. But he was carried to heaven by a chariot of fire. So that means that the prayer he prayed, God didn't answer it. Amen. I'm going to give you two things. Or maybe three. Hallelujah. Um. You are cruising gradually to the 70 days of fasting. There is no doubt that God will reward the fasting. Amen. Hallelujah. But there are some things you have to put in place. Number one, between now and the 70 days, your mind must be renewed. Amen. What did I call it? I say your mind must be what? Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 and 2. Your mind must be what? Renewed. You can finish 70 days fasting and your mindset has not changed. You can finish a 70 days fasting and the mind in which you started the fasting is the same. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, number one, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. 
acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. <clears throat> and be not conformed to this world, but rather be it transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Give me the New Living Translation and let's see something here. <laughs> and don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world. The question is, are we doing that? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. So, the Bible is trying to let us know that the world we live in has a behavior. It has a tradition and a custom. And the Bible says it is possible for us to copy. Don't copy the behavior, number one, and the custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Now listen, naturally, eh, human beings are accustomed to religion. We are created and we love religious things. The religion is that a set of rules to get closer to God. So anything that appears supernatural, we worship it. If the thing appears beyond the natural and is very uncommon, we worship it. In fact, I can even tell you that her. Huh, it is possible you have made a lot of prophets in your generation lose the anointing because of the way you try to worship them. It's all over the Bible. It's all over. It didn't start from your time. It did not start from your time at all. Huh? <laughs> in Acts chapter 14 and verse number 7, Acts chapter 14, I'll come back to the renewing of mine. And there they preach the good news. Go to the King James Version. And there they preach the gospel. The next verse said that. Hmm. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Never had walked. The same head Paul speak, like I'm preaching now, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he has failed to be healed. So Paul was preaching. There was a man sitting there. The man was watching Paul. Paul perceived that the man was a cripple, but the man has faith. It means that while Paul was preaching, the word of God entered the man. And Paul perceived that the man has faith to be healed. Okay, let's see what Paul said with a loud voice. Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. So the moment Paul saw the man has faith, Paul commanded the man to stand. The Bible said the man stood and started leaping or limping on his feet. So he has never had walk. He started walking. And that go beyond the natural. Probably the people in the environment. Human beings are always the same. Let's see what happened there. Hmm. And when the people saw what Paul had done. Wow. They lifted up their voice saying this in the speech of Lyconia. Their gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. So, Apostle Paul and Barnabas went to preach the gospel. The Bible said that 
there was a man who was a cripple. They prayed. And the man got healed. Instead of giving the glory to God, immediately they started on Paul. It's no different. You do it in a different way, but I come back to the same line. Then they told that, oh, Paul them are no human beings. They are walking around, but the gods has come down in the likeness of men. Look at what they did. Hmm. Then they call Barnabas Jupiter. And they call uh, Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Now look at this. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands onto the gate and would have done sacrifice with the people. So Apostle Paul will be standing there before you know they've cut goat and sheep because as far as they are concerned, a man that heals somebody is not a human being, it's a God. I want to show you something. Tell somebody your mind must be renewed. Do you know the reason why I am preaching this gospel and I'm saying this one, that your mind must be renewed? As a prophet, sometimes God can tell me where we are going. As people sent me emails about their troubles, the way they put the email, you can see that they are not trusting Christ. Their faith is not in Christ. Their faith is in a man. They can call you and they can send daddy. If you don't do something about it, I don't know what is going to happen. No. I can show you millions of them. You will not accept it. But today God told me, he said, listen, if you don't tell them the truth, he said, if you tell them the truth, they don't even obey. You are free. But if you don't preach the truth, I will charge you. Because when I preach the truth and you decide to go the way you want to go, I'm free from every judgment. Amen. I'm bringing you to a place. You will enjoy it when I'm getting ready to finish. This is Paul their time. Eh? They brought oxen and gallon. Some of you don't like it, but I have to tell you. Yeah. Because you cannot finish fasting for 70 days and trust man. You cannot. You cannot finish fasting for 70 days and trust a man. Am I talking to somebody here today? A crippled man walked. People took oxen. They say the gods has come back. Now look at Paul and the attitude. And this thing can be very frightening if you're a spiritual man. Huh? Which when the apostles and Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they rented their clothes. They tear their clothes. Oh, God have mercy on the generation of our pastors. If it is our time, we will receive the sacrifice. They rent their clothes and run among the people crying out, frightened because that is the quickest way for a man of God to die. The quickest way for every man of God to die is when they begin to worship you. Because when you take the place of God, then you cannot survive. So they ran among the people crying out. And what did they say? Watch this. And saying, says, why do we these things? We also are men like, like passion with you. We are men. We are men with you. And preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which make the heaven and the earth and the sea and all 
things that are daring. Watch this. Who in time past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. But now, wow, nevertheless, he left not himself without a witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons, filling our heart with food and gladness. So they started talking to them that, no, 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 no. Don't do that. We are men. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know about you, but I'm a man. Tell the person. If a woman cried, tell them you were a man because in the Bible, yeah. Hallelujah. Immediately, I want to tell you that don't finish. That does not mean don't ask for a man of God to pray for you. I believe in praying for you. I believe in giving you mantles. But when you are in a dire situation, don't paint a picture like if a particular man don't appear, your problem will not be solved. Because those things are the things you do for God to see. Nothing can be compared than what I'm training you for. Prayer is more important than power. Prayer is more important than power. Prayer is more important than power. Why do you say things like that? I'm glad you asked. I gave unto you power. To tread upon serpents and scorpions. Jesus said, all power is given unto me and I give unto you power. With the same power with them, Herod killed James. James has the power. He was killed. He proceeded further and took Peter. What brought Peter? Nothing can be compared to what I'm teaching. Nothing can be compared to the training I'm giving to you. Whatever continent you find yourself, you will survive. Don't go by that principle. It doesn't work. No, 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 no. Don't go by that principle that every time in your life, your success in somebody's prayer altar. Where is your prayer altar? I am helping you to build your personal prayer altar. Because prayer is more important than power. In fact, where there's no prayer, there's no power. The reason why prayer is more important than the power is that the power is in the prayer. If people understand this thing, everybody will run to prayer meetings than the power. Yes. That is what it is. Amen. No, at the end of the day, those who pray, you see them. We are all running, but five years, ten years to come, you will see the results. You are going to pick it up. Not everybody is fighting for 70 days, but those who are doing it faithfully, ten years to come, five years to come, it will show up. Prayer is more important than power. Prayer comes first before family. It means that if you put your family before prayer, you have destroyed it. But if you pray for the family, the family will enjoy success, unity, and love as long as they are on the prayer altar. Am I talking to somebody here today? So first, your mind must be what? Renew. Don't think the way the word is thinking. There's a parting Christian. We are in the very end of the end time. 
We are in the very end of today. You are going to pray some prayer. You are in the very we are in the very end of the end time. Everything is changing. I am going back to study about the end times symptoms, and I'm realized one of the symptoms of the end time is food. Every time there was judgment, one common thing in terms of Noah before the flood, the Bible said they were eating and drinking. Oh man. Sodom and Gomorrah, they were eating and drinking. And Jesus is about to come. There are pastors condemning fasting. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. What makes Christianity Christianity the sacrificial aspect? It's a sacrificial aspect of Christianity. That is what makes Christianity Christianity. If Christianity is just a normal religion, that's why I can't consider Christianity as a religion. It cannot be a religion. You don't observe Christianity, you are dealing because one of the problems we have in the world is religion. Observing a set of rules and thinking that, and people can hold on to something that God, it doesn't work in terms of God's standards, but they are holding on to it. Can you imagine somebody believes that if I put a bomb in myself and blast an aircraft, I'll get seven virgins and marry. And he believes it very strong. She believe it. You might not believe, but they believe it. Set of religions. Tell somebody your mind must be renewed. Number two, if you are going to get all the things that you are looking for this fasting, your focus must be Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, as for that one, we don't talk about it again. Your focus must be what? Wherefore, see also. Wherefore, see, we also are compassed about with so great cloud of witness. Let us, let us, whilst we are fasting for 70 days, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, wow, which does easily beset us. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin, which does. Now, this sin that the Bible is talking about, it is not normally the sins that you see. They are called secret sins. Everybody under the sound of my voice, your major problem is secret sins. There are rules that make God answers your prayer. The fact that you are praying does not mean God is under any obligation to answer it. There, are, there is a message I preached many years ago and I talk about reasons for unanswered prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. Reasons for what? Unanswered what? Prayer. It means that there are things you do and God will not answer your prayer. The Bible says, and the sin which does easily beset us, let us run with patience the race that is set before. Let somebody ask, tell somebody, <laughs> there is a sin that wants to weigh you down. There is a sin. Everybody, our problem is secret sins. Nobody sees it. Nobody knows about it. You have not mixed the 70 days fasting. Now it's possible you don't talk to somebody. Right. 
You have not made 70 days fasting. But your heart is not right. And these things are secret. These things are secret. There are people when you hear their name, your mood and your feeling changes. Secret sins. And we think that God have to understand. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. I say God will never lower his standards. Amen. I'm saying it. So you can go through the 70 days fasting. God loves to see you going through the 70 days fasting. You can finish. And the Lord said, now let me tell you something. Looking unto Jesus. That's what we are talking about. The sin which easily, which does easily be set. Let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. What do we do? After we clear all these things, looking unto what? Jesus. Looking unto what? Jesus. So anybody that is going to survive in this time we are in, the person is looking unto Jesus. And not a man. In fact, let me tell you something. If you take Jesus out of the equation, you are wasting your time. Unfortunately, <laughs> we are making it look like the power is with men. But Jesus himself said, without me, you can do nothing. Jesus said, he said, without me, you can do what? Nothing. Without me, you can. So, looking unto what? Jesus Oh, am I trusting God for a future husband? Am I trusting God for the fruit of the womb? Am I trusting God for a new breakthrough? That is where the focus must be. Now, the reason why you love praying, but you are not living right, is because Jesus is not in the center. So very committed, very prayerful, but character-wise, it's a missing link. Do you know the word Christianity is a nickname? It's not in the Bible. There is nowhere the Bible talks about Christians. It's not there. The New Testament church was called the way. As of the apostles, they called them the way. Huh? The, the name Christian came as a nickname because it simple means Christ-like. They behave like Christ. Do we behave like Christ? This Ayaka spirit. This rebellious spirit. This confusion, this misunderstanding. Praying ka, 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 ka. But after prayer, when somebody steps on your toes, the character you demonstrate so you see, we are not looking unto Jesus. And God cannot empower you to continue to be proud. The most dangerous thing you can do is to give power to a proud person. That is why even anointed, the more God anoints you, the more you make sure you are humble. There's a certain realm of power God cannot deliver into your hand because you will just abuse it. Looking unto Jesus. Are you still living in sin? Are you still having sexual affairs with men that are not your husband? If you are looking unto Jesus, that thing will stop. 
Because you can't look unto Jesus and continue those things. Nobody can focus on Jesus and focus on something else. Now watch this. Let me show you the shadow of things to come. Where did this looking unto Jesus start from? Numbers chapter 21. Let's read from verse number, 20, verse number 6. Numbers chapter 21 and verse number 6. I'm showing you what is happening in our generation. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they beat the people. And much people of Israel died. So Israel sinned. And the Lord sent fiery serpents to bite them. Hallelujah. It has not changed in our time. When we live in sin, things will bite us. If you start living in sin, the poisonous snakes are not left anywhere. They are all around. And sin opened the door for them to bite. The Bible said the Lord sent fiery serpent among the people and they beat the people. Much people of Israel died. Now watch, continue. Watch this. Huh. This one said prayer is more important than power. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. What have you done? We have sinned. We have sinned. We have sinned. We have sinned. Sin. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray to the Lord. So they told Moses to do what? Pray to what? Not to man or pray to the Lord. This is the difference between David and Saul. When Saul sinned, he was looking for mercy from somewhere. When David sinned, you were looking for mercy from God. So when you look to man, instead of looking to God, you can make God reject you for life. That is the difference between David and Saul. Saul looked for mercy from somewhere. David looked. Psalm 51, have mercy upon me. According to The moment Nathan said, you have sinned, he said, Lord, have mercy upon me. He never prayed to Nathan. Saul was trying to ask mercy from somewhere. Be renewed such a way that you will not make gods out of men. I am saying something. Is somebody picking something? Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that ye take away the serpent from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Wow. Hmm. The Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent. Hmm. The same thing that bites you is the same thing that is going to deliver you. So make thee a fairy serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he look, when you look upon it, shall live. Everybody around here that is bitten by anything, there is something to look. Looking unto Jesus. Now listen, if you rationalize this, you are in trouble. What, what, does this, what, what sense is in this one? Something is biting me. And you say, I should just look for a serpent. Rationalization is what is making men mix their visitation. Because it doesn't make sense. The things God will bring to bring your breakthrough, it will not appear sensible to the carnal mind. Don't talk to the serpent. Don't greet the serpent. Just look. It means that your focus must be on the serpent. That is the only way to live. This generation, the only way to live is to look unto Jesus. Amen. Because let me tell you something. The men disappear. How many pastors have you called that they didn't answer you? I know you'll be quiet. It's very difficult to say it here. 
One day somebody called me and I was very funny. Pastor, prophet said, I will never forget that thing. I just got the phone and I put it down. I don't even know how my number was added to the rest. So nobody don't give numbers. Keep calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. Then he sent a test message. Prophet, I don't know which one is it, but I'm going through something. Blah, blah, blah. I think we are about 20, and then I don't know how my number came up. Amen. No, I'm not talking about don't go to men for reinforcement when it's necessary, but don't make God out of them. Don't let it look like because a particular man of God doesn't pray for you, God is not under any obligation. One day, Joel Austin's mother had cancer of the liver. 2000, is it 1981? Yes, is it 1981? Yes, 1981. And his husband, John Austin, was there. He has friends like Kenneth Hagen and Nora Robert. All these men of God gathered around their friend's wife and praying. One day he had an encounter, and the doctors had given her three months to leave. So maximum three months, she should be gone. And he said, he had an encounter. The Lord came and said, now listen, this time, go and read this book. It's a book he wrote about healing, Dodi Austin. He said, this time, I'm not accepting your husband's faith for your healing. I am not accepting Kenneth Hagin's faith. I am not accepting Ora Robert's faith. I am not accepting any of them. It's between me and you. You either trust me or you die. She went back to the Bible and wrote all the scriptures about healing. She lined them up, everyone, and started confessing them. She confessed the scriptures day and night, day and night. And he says something. When all hopes has gone, your only hope is the word of God. Every scripture that talks about healing, she was confessed. The symptoms did not change for less than six months. Sometimes I feel like giving up. But you keep confessing them. Keep confessing them. And to one day, everything starts changing. She is still alive. But the Austin is still alive. Make thee a fairly serpent and set it upon the pool. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he look upon it, everyone that is beaten, when he look upon it, shall live. Everyone that is beaten, when you look upon it, shall do what? Shall live. Everyone that is going through economic crisis, looking unto Jesus. Everyone going through marital challenges, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone going through all kinds of challenges in their home. Looking unto what? Jesus. Tell somebody it's time to look unto Jesus. <laughs> mm. So this thing is a shadow of things to come. Later Jesus Christ quoted it. He said, as the serpent was lifted by Moses, so the son of man will be lifted. Amen. Thank God. People talk about the fact that the symbol of Christianity is the cross. But I also say that if Jesus Christ ended at the cross, then we are the most miserable people. 
The cross is the beginning. But I believe the greatest sin is the resurrection. For Christ to rise from the dead, when he rose from the dead, is the greatest thing that happened. If Jesus didn't wake up from the dead, if Jesus was kept, when I go to Israel, the greatest thing I see in the tomb I like is he's not here. He's risen. It doesn't confuse me at all. It just makes my faith authentic. He is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? We teach you faith and we taught you how to release your faith. When you lift your recognition mantle, the first man that must come is Jesus. Jesus is the one that empowers mantles. When you take him out of the equation, no, everything you are doing becomes magic. Jesus must be the center of it. The first focal point must be Jesus Christ. When you take him out, he is the alpha and omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He said, I am he that lived I was there, but I'm alive forevermore. So are you getting a point? When you take Jesus out, if you pray without Jesus, it's religion. No matter how you are committed to come to church without Christ, it's religious spirit. People can sit in church. They will come to church every Sunday, but they don't know Christ. It's religion. You are wasting your time. The center point must be, I had a lady, she's my friend, and, and because he knows some pastors, and I also know, and she has a little Muslim background, so she has a cousin who is typical Muslim, and he said he's having serious problems, but it's typical. In fact, he was even living in either Qatar or Saudi Arabia or something, deep down into Islam. And he said, um, she's going through this, and I wanted you to, I wanted to bring her to, for you to pray for, for, for her. And I told her something. I said, oh, wow. You know, I, I would do that. But I told her, I said, mommy, <laughs> if I ask you to bring her and I pray, it's one of the greatest deceptions that I can give to you. Because the centrality and the focal point must be Jesus Christ. There is no need for her to get a breakthrough and go and worship something else. So the foundation of a deliverer must start with Christ. If the thing doesn't start with Christ, then the power that is solving the problem might not be from Christ. That is why, listen, nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That means that this one can say Jesus. This one can also Jesus. The difference between the mentioning Jesus is the one that is backed by the Holy Spirit. So sitting and having a pity party as if the pastor, you know you can come to church and all you want is that you must be healed. Preaching, you are not interested. Praying time, you are not interested. Worship time, you are not interested. Communion time, you are not interested. Huh? All you want is that the sickness must vanish out of your body. It means that you have your own formula the way God must meet you. So when Naaman was coming to the prophet, he believed the way the prophet must meet him. And when the prophet didn't meet him, that he almost going back with his leprosy. Because the center point is not Christ. So sitting in church and fasting every day does not necessarily mean that heaven knows you. It must start with Jesus. Why do I even say that? Watch this. Jesus said, don't go to the father. 
If you go to the Father, you might mix what you are looking for. Go to the Father through me. Huh? Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. It means that uh, let the name be the dispatch. You yourself don't go there. Because the, power, the devil is not afraid of your power. The devil is not afraid of your anointing. If he's anointed, he has been anointed before. The devil is not afraid of where you go to church. The devil is afraid of the God you are praying to. Hello? It's the name that is above every other name that he's afraid for. So when Jesus is not in the center, no. There are a lot of things that is religion, but we call it Christianity. It's not. So you have to check. Before this 70 days fasting, do I really have a relationship with Jesus? Because I'm trying to diagnose this, but I'm getting the solution. If the experience I had, I had when I became born again, salvation is so powerful, it affects your taste. It's very powerful. You are a smoker, you can become born again, you don't want to hear the scent of cigarette. You are a drunkard, you don't want to. You become born again, you have a girlfriend immediately, it's cut off. But have you noticed that your own, you still come to church, but you do the things you do. It means that what your, your salvation, where is it coming from? Is it possible you are not fully saved? Is it possible you have not encountered the Jesus? Is it possible you are hiding behind religion? You cannot miss church. There are people who has never missed church, but they are not going to heaven. Because I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm not talking about you. They go to other churches. There are churches. I'm not talking about you. If you are the one to, I don't know. But do you know something? There can be a whole congregation sitting down and from the pastor to the, to the, to the last person, nobody knows Christ. <laughs> ah, why are you looking at me? Do you know that you used to go to a church you were not saved before you come to another? Don't even know the peace you are enjoying. You have no idea. That peace, if some of the people with money serving in Babylon have 2%, they could have thanked God. Yeah? Apostle Paul described that peace. He said it passes understanding. Because nobody can explain why you are peaceful. It means our mind cannot explain it. And that's what it is. Amen. So, we are going to anoint the recognition mantle. Amen. And it is a mantle that when you get to a place, the doors are locked for people to be open for you. Amen. It means that when the judgment of God descended in Jericho, the house with the mantle didn't come down. It means that when the forces of heaven were pulling all the structures in Jericho down. They recognized the mantle. Yes. And when they recognized the mantle that they tie on Rahab's house, they left the house. Mm. Now, this is an interesting thing. Rahab did not go back to live in that house, yet he didn't come down. Yeah. The reason is that if the house came down, Rahab could have died. Mm. So most of the people, they died before Israel went there because the house collapsed on them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. People were in their homes when Israel were going around. Most of the people in Jericho, they died before Israel entered. Yeah. 
Because if you are living in a building, the building collapses on you. Mm. And when the building collapses on you, you'll be buried alive. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The only house. That is why the spies said that bring all your family to your house. Because he said we will not be required or responsible for anybody's blood who is outside your house. Because the only house that will be recognized is the house with the mantle. Yes. Ah. The house with the mantle. Yeah. It is this thing that will let evil pass away from your house. Yeah. Oh yeah, that means when you have the recognition mantle in your car, you recognize that this this car going there. It's not a car we can touch for accident. Ah. It's not. No, 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 no. Are you getting one? That, that, that is why people are taking it to all kinds of interviews. They are getting because yeah. it means that they are, they are recognizing. Them. Yes, sir. The demons that stop breakthroughs are recognizing and know this one is exempted. So you are receiving divine exemption from what we are talking Amen. about. He said that take Aaron and his son and anoint them, consecrate them with the oil and set them apart. apart. Once you put anointing oil on anything, you consecrate and set it apart. On something, lift up your two hands, open your mouth. Anything you God bless you for watching. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Well Prayer Center PO Box GP21421 Accra or telephone plus 9933 or plus 2332 472655 Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com Location Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.